now we have an opportunity as we meet as God's people to go to his word together. And what we're going to do for our scripture meditation tonight is uh, just continue on where we are as a church in the Gospel of John. And I'm going to be reading, and you can follow along in your Bibles in the pew or on the screen in front of you. Uh, We're going to start at John 1, verse 43. The section just before this, we read about Jesus calling his disciples. And there he called in the first section before this, Andrew and his friend, and we don't know what his friend's name is, and then also Peter. And then we continue on from the calling of those disciples to where we are in verse 43 of John 1. And before we read, we pray. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, it's good uh, to be with your people in this place of worship tonight. Uh, What a special opportunity it is each and every time we gather for worship. But Lord, what a great night that we have tonight to be led in song through Capella. Lord, thank you for uh, this special group of musicians and students, and thank you for uh, truly the ministry that they have. And uh, we thank you for all of the music programs at Calvin. We thank you for, for Calvin College and ask that you would bless students, staff, administrators, professors, um, and thank you for how we as a church can partner with them in, in educating and discipling students uh, to be at work in your kingdom. Lord, bless us now as we go to your word. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. John 1, beginning at verse 43. This is God's holy and infallible word. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Well, come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. And then from here on is our real focus tonight. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. And then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. And he then added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So, as I mentioned, as a church, we have begun to recently study the book of John, the Gospel of John. One of the really cool things about this particular book is that it's recommended to brand new believers and baby Christians because of its simple language and its clarity, but it also has tremendous theological depth, and believers who like to sink their teeth into some doctrine also tend to love John. By the end of chapter 1, we have been given by John a truly universal perspective, a cosmic sweep. John starts with the familiar words, in the beginning was the word. So he starts us going back into 
eternity. And he's latched onto this Greek philosophical idea of the logos, the word, the order and wisdom behind creation. And then he shows how Jesus is the logos, the answer behind the mystery of the ages. Then, as God called creation into being at the beginning of time, we're shown by John how Jesus ushers in the new creation. And in this chapter 1, in a fireworks display paralleling the original creation, John raises up Jesus to tell us in this chapter alone, in one chapter, we hear that Jesus is God, he's man, he's the light, he's life, the word, the lamb of God, rabbi, messiah, the son of God, king of Israel, and the son of man. All of those names for Jesus, right in John 1. And we're shown how Jesus calls people into God's new creation in the calling of these disciples, which in John, I believe, is different from the other Gospels because it's not so much about their call into service as the 12, but it's more a focus on their actual conversion, their hearts being changed by Jesus. And, and we see how each one of these, if you track it through the second half of this chapter, verse 35 on, how they are called by Jesus into the new creation in different ways. Number one, they're called through the proclamation of a preacher. John the Baptist preached, and Andrew and his friend were saved. That's verse 36 and verse 37. Secondly, this happens, they're called through the warm invitation of someone. Andrew invited his brother Peter to get to know Jesus in verse 41. And, and then Peter responds. And then we see folks called through the direct work of God. Jesus, in our text, came right up to Philip and said, follow me, verse 43. And Philip does. These are the ways, friends, that God continues to call people to himself today. And I believe when you look at the whole of Scripture, he does it in that order of priority, exactly the order that John gives us, through the faithful proclamation of the word, first of all, through people warmly inviting others to Jesus, secondly, and then even after preaching and people, the fact is that our sovereign God has not exhausted all of his resources, but he can and he does work directly into the hearts and lives of people. And we've been seeing that in powerful ways in recent years in Muslim countries. Many reports, maybe you've heard of them, of visions of Christ, Jesus coming to people in countries where there is no church, there is no preaching. But conversions are happening through these direct encounters with Jesus. At the end of this chapter, we have this pretty cryptic verse, uh, 51, and, and people go different ways with it. Some people say it relates to Jacob's ladder, angels of God ascending and descending. 
I believe that it's about the end of time, and a lot of people go with that too. And that's especially because of the title for Jesus used there, the Son of Man, which comes to us originally from the book of Daniel, and it's clearly pointing to the end of time when all things will be made completely new. And so in chapter 1, from verse 1 through verse 51, John gives us a universal cosmic perspective This sweep from creation to the foundations of the New Testament church with Jesus calling these people on to the end of time. And as I I reflected on that and thought about that, I thought about us tonight and I thought about the fact of how as Reformed Christians, I believe we have a good sense of this big sweep, the big picture, right? We understand worldview, All of life for Christ. Every square inch. The kingdom. Making all things new. Engaging God's world with this worldview firmly in place. Calvin College is all about this great stuff, right? But I wonder sometimes, and I I actually think of, of you students especially right now. I wonder sometimes... In this big perspective, the large kingdom work that we have, I wonder if we wonder sometimes, well, how do I fit into a cosmic picture? What's my place in this grand and epic vision of the kingdom of God? Do I have a place? It's just just little old me and... I don't feel so special all the time. I don't know if I have what it takes to make a difference in this scheme of God's work, this grand scheme. If you've ever felt that way, what I, what I want you to do tonight is, is, is take a look at Nathaniel. Because he says, what does he say to Jesus in verse 48? How do you know me? How do you know me? Jesus. And and maybe you've asked that question of the Lord in your own way, in different ways. What about me, Lord? Who am I in the sweep of your plan that stretches from eternity to eternity? Who am I in your expanding kingdom that spans all of history and covers the globe? Well, then, then Jesus says, Well, well, I saw you under the fig tree, even before Philip called you. And you see, Jesus sees you too. And Jesus knows you tonight. Yeah, even you and me. He knew you before you were born, and he has a role for you in this new creation. You were born when you were, where you were, for a purpose, for his purpose. And I don't know if it's going to be in science or education or business or full-time ministry or in the arts or to be a homemaker who's got to have all the skills and education of all those combined, but he's preparing you. Each one of you has a role to play. If you're ever discouraged because of life's circumstances or overwhelmed with all this worldview stuff, Remember Jesus and Nathaniel. Jesus, 
Do you know me? Yes. Yes, I do, says Jesus. I saw you there under the fig tree. And he says yes to each one of us here tonight too. I saw you there in in your dorm room in your time of just intense loneliness. I saw you there in that time of tough decision about your future. I saw you lying there as you were getting yet another MRI. I saw you there at the graveside of your loved one. Jesus sees you, and he knows you. You're his child. He has a plan for you. May you be assured tonight that you belong to Jesus. Seek out the calling he has for you in this glorious gathering in of the new creation and in the building of his kingdom from now until the Son of Man returns in the clouds. Amen.